ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. In Australia, egg freezing has become big business as clinics target young women worried about their fertility. But has something gone awry when Australians in their early 20s are deciding to undergo the expensive, invasive procedure? Today, 7.30 reporter Rhiannon Shine on the risks involved and whether it's really worth it. Rhiannon, you've been looking at the surge in the number of young Australian women freezing their eggs, and it's not an exaggeration to say there's been a really big jump in the numbers. Yeah, that's right. It's been fascinating. The number of women who froze their eggs tripled in the five years to 2020. And I think a big part of this is the societal shift. Mm. So people settling down later in life and pushing back parenting to their mid to late 30s when our biology remains largely the same. Mm, Okay, so to gain a better understanding of what's behind this surge, you spoke to a number of women who are choosing to do this. What insight did you gain from them? Yes, I've spoken to women aged from 24 to Mm. 40 about their decision to egg freeze. I think an overall sense, again, is is women know that the older they get, the less chance they have of getting pregnant. If we look at the data, the number of first-time mothers aged over 30 has been rising. In the 80s, something like 15% of first-time mothers was aged over 30. Now it's almost 53%. So that's more than half of Australian women having their first baby over 30. One woman I spoke to was AFLW player Jessica Sedgenary. Opens the door for the dangerous McCarthy. Just couldn't quite punch the handball to Sedgenary. She's 32. She's currently single. And as you can imagine, being a footballer, that's not really conducive to a pregnancy. And she's rolled her way through the 50 and made no mistake. But she knows she wants to have a family one day and she's not ready to give up her career yet. Mm-hmm. I froze my eggs because I'm an athlete and I just wanted to put this time into my career. Um, it was something that I knew I wanted to do for quite some time, so uh, it wasn't a hard decision to make, but it was definitely a hard part as part of the process. So she went about this process to freeze her eggs. Um, she was told 15 eggs would be an ideal number for her to have a 80% success rate of having one child in the future, but she only managed to get 10. So she now has 10 eggs on ice. She spent $11,500 on that Mm. process. And she said, you know, I'm really happy with 10 eggs, but, you know, now I'm grappling with whether to spend another 11 and a half grand Mm. to get more eggs to give me a better chance at this baby in the future. And not many people have that kind of money sitting around. No. Obviously, having to make the next decision on whether I decide to do this again and spend another 11 and a half grand and whether I can afford that right now is um, a little bit heartbreaking and, and um, hard to process and big decision to make. That's a lot of money. It's an expensive procedure. But not only that, it's not an easy thing to go through, is it? 
Certainly not. Egg freezing is the first part of the IVF process. So a woman has to inject herself with hormones over several days in the lead up to a surgical procedure to extract as many eggs as possible. Those eggs are then frozen so that they can be thawed at some point in the future and fertilised with sperm to become an embryo. So, so after the eggs have been on ice, you're then going through the IVF process. That's, you know, thousands of dollars again. Mm. Basically, the more eggs you get, the better your chances. It's a probability game in that sense. I spoke to another woman, Alice Bichel. She's a 36-year-old Sydney woman. I didn't actually know what was involved uh, when I started the process, but it was a lot more than I thought it was going to be. It was like invasive. I guess you don't, I've never done it before, so I didn't really know what was involved and I hadn't spoken to anyone about it. She was quite sick during the process as well from the hormone drugs, which is something that can happen. And after going through all of that, she ended up with just five eggs on ice. When I came out of the theatres, uh, the doctor came to see me and she said they thought they were going to get a lot more eggs, but they, they retrieved nine and only um, five of them were viable. So that meant like four of them had to be discarded. They weren't um, of good quality. Gosh, and as you said before, you sort of need 15 eggs to be frozen to give you an 80% chance of having one child in the future. So five eggs, there's not a great chance there. No. And not only that, I mean, you mentioned the $11,000, but you also have to pay to store the eggs, I presume. That's right. It's uh, roughly $500 a year in storage fees. Mm. So you're weighing all of these things up because the younger you do it, perhaps the better quality of your eggs and the better luck you'll have retrieving more eggs in one cycle. But at the same time, the more years you're going to be paying in annual storage fees and the less likely you are to ever go back for those eggs. So in Jessica Segenary's case, $11,500 for something that she sees as being really necessary for her to continue with her career, she actually argues that the AFL should be paying for this process. As female athletes, I think we sacrifice a lot. We're kind of delayed in setting ourselves up for our future in terms of our career, takes a little bit longer, you know, so it's just another kind of financial hit that we're having to take to be able to put our career first. And do it's not without precedent, you know, egg freezing is a work perk in some companies, particularly mm -hmm. it's big in the States. A lot of US firms offer to cover the costs to help women um, stay in the workforce longer. So think like the big ones, Apple, Google, Facebook. It's unclear how many Australian firms are offering this, but it is happening more and more. Yeah. Okay. So that's really interesting, isn't it, that it's actually a work perk. So let's look at what's happening for women here and some really young women, you say, you know, in their 20s that are choosing to have their eggs frozen. You mentioned, of course, that you know, women are choosing to have children later in life, and that is one factor. But what else is going on to see this surge in the number of women doing this? Another thing that drove a real surge was COVID. We were all a bit worried about how long we'd be locked down. There was certainly no dating going on. Mm -hmm. And some women thought putting their eggs on ice might be the best solution for them. Let's talk egg freezing. I'm partnering up with Monash IVF, who are going to help me freeze my eggs. There's also targeted ads on social media, 
there's celebrities talking about this more and more, social media influencers. In some cases, they're, they're partnering with IVF clinics and they're essentially promoting the option. So I did some research and I have heard so many glowing recommendations, so many beautiful stories about people's experiences. It's a big step. It's a big, scary step. I know myself. One doctor in particular who I spoke to, Dr Tamara Hunter, was quite concerned about the rise and rise of marketing in this space, mm. mainly because she said, whilst information provision is very good and and women should be aware of fertility issues and, and have some plans about their fertility, she says the line is when it's made to look very simple or straightforward, glamorous or easy because it's just simply not. It seems all rosy, uh, but that is absolutely not the case. And that's one of the pieces of information we must get across to young women. This is not a guarantee. We cannot 100% guarantee you to have a baby, let alone a family, from the eggs that you've frozen. So, Rhiannon, there's this slick advertisements, it's been advertised on social media, influencers are involved. It's They make it out like it's an easy thing to do and more and more women are doing it. One of the other problems is, of course, this success rate. It's not that great, is it? Yeah, and part of the reason is that fewer than one in 10 women are actually returning for these eggs, I've been told by some of the doctors I interviewed. And then, of course, it depends also on your age at the time you freeze them and how many eggs you put on ice. And that depends really on how much money you have to spend on this process. Mm. But UK statistics suggested a birth success rate of around 18% for women using their own eggs. And according to IVF Australia, egg freezing is unlikely to lead to a pregnancy in women older than 38. Mm. So a lot of the doctors I spoke to have said that women really need to go into this process with their eyes wide open about the success rates. I certainly see a lot of women, females, couples over the age of 40 who are struggling to conceive and have very little understanding of how limited their success rates are. It's a really, really tricky balance, isn't it, Rhiannon, for women? You know, wanting to have a career, wanting to have a family, it's, it's hard. Young women often go through high school and then their early to mid-20s, having only been told really how not to get pregnant. And then you're being hit with targeted ads about your biological clock. The message a lot of these doctors wanted to get across as well is, while you maybe don't need to panic about freezing your eggs necessarily without giving careful consideration to the success rates, the cost, the financial and physical toll, it is a good thing to, especially if you're concerned, maybe have a blood test, check your family history and find out about your personal fertility status, and then you can make a bit of a plan about your future family plans. Rhiannon Shine is a reporter with 7.30. You can catch her two-part report on iview. One of Australia's largest fertility clinics, Monash IVF, says its paid partnerships with social influencers are about opening up conversations around fertility. This episode was produced by Veronica Apap and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. 
I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.